This show features adult content and adult language, so listener discretion is advised. When I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. What's up? What's up with it, everybody? Welcome to the Bad Cow Podcast Show. First things first, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to the returning listeners who came back, the new listeners who stopped by. You both chose to have me in your speakers today, and I really appreciate it. As always, I hope you enjoy today's badness. Here we go. What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome back to our most recent edition in the Theory Thursday series at the Bad Cow Podcast. And yes, bitches, I know it's Friday. You know what? Bite me. It's not the first time I've been late. I can pretty much guarantee you it won't be the last time. (laughs) You guys know you love it. Okay, right? I just like to keep it exciting. How else am I going to keep you guys on your toes? Unless I throw an old curveball into a... (sighs) That fucking painful, predictive type way of being. I'll never be that. Rest assured. Okay? All right. You know, a big reason why I was having such a struggle getting this out on time is because this is a very personal part of me that I'm going to share with you today in, in my theory. It's actually been my biggest struggle, arguably, for three quarters of my life. In a nutshell. I mean, just as a whole. It's uh, been a running theme. This, this, Granted, the theory is, is more of a recent development, something that came up in recent years. But uh, the ingredients have been in the works for a coup. Coup minute. Three quarters of my life. Did I say that already? I did. It's true. Very true. So, um, Theory Thursday, as you guys know from the one other episode I had for the series, it's my basically safe space that I set up in order to nerd out on all the things that pique my interest. Each week, what I plan on doing is sharing a theory with you of mine on a range of topics, all relative to the human experience. I mean, this week's theory is so I believe my theory is that my brain is irreversibly damaged and is no longer able to function at its full capacity on its own. I believe this theory due to my early exposure and consistent exposure to stimulant substances, both medicinal and illicit, because I'm an overachiever. Okay. Uh, So here's the reason for my theory. One, basically that drugs do fuck your brain off. But more importantly than that, I don't think it's necessarily the substance that's most... I mean, there are substances that are more harmful than others. Obvi. But I feel the kicker is not the substance itself. It's not even uh, the amount you've used or even how many years you've used it necessarily. It might... The big, in my opinion, often overlooked factor... In terms of a person's substance abuse is the age at which their first use occurred. Makes sense, right? Uh, Like if you stop watering a flower when it's in its just its early stages, it's probably not going to blossom, right? Or it might, but it's going to be a little pipsqueak, puny ass, pathetic piece of blossom. It's not going to reach its full potential. That's probably not the best uh, analogy, but I'm sure I'll come up with some better ones along the way. Let's hope. But yeah, so that's the theory, and this is why I think that. Just because of the basic, like, I think layman's term understanding of what drugs do to the body is usually not good. Despite whatever, like, short-term highs you get from it, that relief from whatever you're trying to escape from that occurs, the reason why people going back to it, that's all fine and well. But 
typically the side effects are not conducive to a healthy life, right? Right. Now, but there's certain types of substance abuse that, uh, you know, sometimes you don't even realize you are embarking on, which is one of the things that helps me argue the idea of addiction not being solely the addict's fault, but we're not going to get into that today, okay? That's an argument for another day. But there is a thing called iatrogenics, which is just a fancy way of saying the doctors addicted you, <laughs> basically. It's a medically ad induced addiction, which happens a lot. I think we saw that a lot with the opioid epidemic. And now what we're going to talk about today with a meth problem that uh, stemmed from early prescription Adderall. Everybody's brain works differently. Everybody responds to substances differently. Some people never get addicted. Some people it's like they look at the drug and they're hooked. You know, I understand that we are all individuals and we all go through what we go through on an individual basis. A lot of the things I'm going to be presenting you today are standards that have been used in research as mostly for comparison value as far as what typically occurs in the human brain. I But please understand that I am fully aware that all people develop and heal and experience life differently than others. Okay? Okay. So the first thing you're going to need to kind of have a, a hang on in terms of understanding my theory is the rough basics of the human brain and how it develops. Really, there's one stage we're going to focus on today. So before we even pop out of our mommy's tummies, when we are still in utero, we have prenatal brain development. Basically, the parts that are needed for your brain grow, they get to where they're going to be, and they decide what they're going to be when they get there. That all happens before we come out of our mommy's tummies. Then once we come on out and welcome ourselves into the world, the next 10 years, we experience a shit ton of growth. Really, it's the next five years we experience a freaking rapid, serious amount of growth. The volume of our brain doubles in the first year and has reached its like 90% of what it's going to be growth-wise by the age of five, 90%. So that's a shit ton of growth in five years. And it's kind of, you know, it's understandable when you, if you've been around kids, you understand that the one-year-old's capabilities are a lot different than a five-year-old's capabilities, right? Right. The next five years, from ages 6 to 10, the brain develops in regions that are responsible for our gross motor movement. Gross motor is anything you do with your body. There's fine motor, which is fingers only, and then there's gross motor. So learning how to wave, walk, run, kick a ball, catch, whatever, dance, coordinate your goddamn limbs. That's what's going on for the next five years. Now, the next set of developmental years is key, crucial, critical not only to what we're going to talk about today, but just in everybody's lives. So keep that in mind. Um, <clears throat> that is what we're going to, the, the stage we're going to be talking about is your early mid-adolescent years, which occur between 11 and 19. Now, the reason why this stage is a little bit longer is because, you know, God works in mysterious ways. But <laughs> I believe it's because most of the development that occurs at this stage is in our prefrontal cortex. It's a pretty fucking important part of the brain. Because now that we've got most of our growth set in stone and we're able to do the basics like sit down and stand up when we're told, now we have a lot of cognitive development to be done, right? How are we going to process this world? How are we going to in interact with it? How are we going to process information that it gives us and then decide how to respond to that information? 
basically everything that has to, or basically every everything you can think of that falls under any mode of self-regulation is going to develop during these years. And it takes a while. It takes a lot of experiences. It takes a lot of input from others. You know, it takes a village story as a child. Whatever fucking cliche you want to put there, it's probably going to work. A lot happens during these years. And it's almost like you need that amount of years to get a good amount of experiences to really round you out as a person, right? So when I say self-regulation, I mean things like your impulse control, your ability to focus your attention, your ability to future plan, shit like that, okay? That's all happening in these adolescent years. The reason why these adolescent years are so critical is because your brain is super fucking influential, meaning that all outside experiences, inputs, stimuluses, you know, friendships, or I don't know, prescriptions can really have a severe impact on the rest of your life. Another reason why this shit is so very critical in your development is because the way your brain continually, like the brain circuitry that's going on during this time, depending on the uh, repeated processes that it goes through, your brain determines what processes you use the most, what areas and regions are most at work, and it does that because what it wants to do is prune away all the shit that's not being used that often. Maybe it was at one point and it's not anymore, or maybe it was never activated, and it has determined it's not needed because the brain is a very efficient part of our bodies and it wants to be able to focus all of its attention where it's needed the most. Our brains are trying to work for us, right? And throwing medicines in the mix can sometimes alleviate symptoms in the midterm, but it can set you up later in life for not working out so great. Because there's no guarantee that those medications will be there for forever. And again, because you're introducing it at a time that is going to determine how your brain operates for the rest of your life, it could really fuck you up. It could make parts of your brain that you need to activate never be activated. Especially if whatever medication you are using is acting as an artificial enhancement in place of development that should be happening in your brain naturally. Keep that in mind, okay? Now, when we think about stimulants, now that we kind of have an understanding of how the basics of human brain development works, at least up until our teen years, let's get into stimulants. Stimulants are so, you know, when you think about what a stimulant is, it's things that stimulate you. Caffeine is a stimulant, okay? For real. All these goddamn energy drinks, Red Bulls and Monsters and blah, they're all stimulants. They are all stimulating substances, there's some stimulants that are stronger than others. Cocaine is definitely stronger than Red Bull. For sure. Um, things like crystal meth or Adderall, amphetamines, basically any kind of meth, amphetamine, familial tie. That is the real deal, Evander Holyfield. Like, that is the shit that will stimulate you. Okay? Trust me, I know. Um, what those substances do is they not only increase the physiological activity going on in your body so it kind of raises your body temperature it increases your heart rate gives you dry mouth makes you sweat shit like that it also increases brain communications in your neuronal network now in the short term it kind of exerts its effects by uh it disrupts and modifies the normal communications that would be happening within the brain and the side effect of that is is it kind of 
gets rid of your inattentiveness and your lack of impulse control, which is great considering the disorders that they typically prescribe those medications for, such as ADHD, where people with that disorder struggle with those things severely. Like it severely impacts not just their schoolwork, but every other fucking part of their life as well. Uh, But in the long term, it can have some, you know, some downsides. Like because you're increasing your heart rate and shit, you might have some cardiovascular issues later on or possibly, I don't know, some mental psychosis. That can be a problem, right? Deaf, most deaf. Um, so that's, that's part of why I believe my theory is what it is. Now, when I look back, this is pre-drugs, okay? When I just think about the amount of Adderall that I was prescribed at the age I was prescribed for the length of time that I was prescribed, it's a fuck ton of Adderall. I was diagnosed and prescribed Adderall for ADHD. I was diagnosed for having ADHD at 11, immediately started receiving Adderall as my treatment at 11. And I received a fairly high dose out the gate for the entire time I was on it. Three 30 milligram pills a day, every day, 365 days a year for 15 years. Do you know how much fucking milligrams of Adderall that is, bitch? It's a fucking lot. Three times 30 is 90 milligrams a day. 90 times 365 is a shit ton. And then when you times that number by 15, do you know how much fucking milligrams that is? Half a million milligrams of Adderall by the time I was 26. Half a million milligrams of Adderall. You know, I'm not a mathematician or a doctor, but to me, that sounds like a shit ton of exposure to stimulants, especially considering that most of, or at least the first exposure was on a brain that was arguably the most impressionable it will ever be. Which probably wouldn't have been a problem. You know, it's it's one thing if they want to use that as the fix for what my treatment was going to be. Because I was told from the get, there's no cure for ADHD, bitch. You're probably going to need treatment for the rest of your life. Okay, cool. I'm assuming I'm going to get it for the rest of my life because that's what they're telling me I'm going to need it. <laughs> I never would have assumed that Aging out of my mom's insurance naturally would lead me in this suck, like fucking sudden death type situation, lurch of my life. Because that's what happened. I wasn't even unaware that once you're on a medication for that long, that should it suddenly stop for some reason, just the sudden stoppage of it, that part of itself, that can cause brain damage, let alone whatever the fuck it did before while you were taking it regularly. A lot of doctors try to push that as long as you take your medication as prescribed, there's a low risk for addiction. Bullshit, bitch. The only reason why they think that is because typically, I would say, people continue to get their Adderall. And you're not an addict until you have negative consequences from doing a fucking substance. That's At least that's the fucking DSM definition of addiction. And an addiction is when you continue in a behavior, a compulsion act or behavior that continues and persists despite negative consequences in your life. Well, that's not going to happen until I stop getting my drugs, right? That's when those negative fucking behaviors begin. That's when you get desperate. That's when you start stealing money to get your shit. That's when you start selling your ass to support your fucking little habit. That's when the addiction part comes in. And in my case, I feel like the addiction didn't happen until after the fucking dependence was there, until after the fucking tolerance was built up in me, until after I had no other fucking way of functioning because the doctors had me hooked on this shit already from 11 years old. 
But whatever. That's probably just the addict in me talking and wanting to blame others and continue using, right? Right. That's what they say. Fucking assholes. But hear me out. The reason why I feel like my brain is more special in how it's damaged than the average is because the ADHD brain typically develops at different rates than the standard that we talked about earlier in the episode. What I talked about earlier as far as how typical brain development occurs, that's just that. It's typical brain development. It's brains that don't have ADHD. Now, people who have ADHD, their brains develop at different rates for different stages. Typically, the gross motor stage that I talked about where you like learn how to coordinate your limbs and shit for the monkey bars or whatever the fuck you like to do. People with ADHD experience that stage of development at a faster rate. So we're developing quicker than that of our peers, which is probably why we have those hallmark signs of this bitch cannot sit still. She is constantly fidgeting. Can this bitch ever just fucking, can she calm down? Right? We move too much, basically. That's the first thing that drives our teachers and our parents nuts. And then when we go to that next stage, that super critical, super crucial, mid whatever adolescent stage that we're talking about, that 11 to 19 years, that... (laughs) We're a little bit behind the curve on that, right? Like we develop at a slower rate. On average, our brains develop about five years behind that of our typical peers. Well, fuck, this bitch won't sit still. Now she acts like she doesn't know how to fucking read. (laughs) That's what irritates uh, our educators, our teachers. And that's when we go to the doctors and we're like, we need something for this girl. She's driving us nuts. We know she knows better. Why is she not doing it? And can you make her sit still while you're at it? You know, it kind of puts us at a disadvantage as far as being able to, uh, you know, successfully interact with authority figures. It's not the worst thing because a lot of times people have claimed to feel like they grow out of their ADHD symptoms. And that's because I think we just develop a little slower in those areas. And if we were just given the opportunity, we fucking just might not have so many symptoms once we get to the age of 30 or however old we might have to be to achieve that level of maturity and development that most people might have achieved a little bit faster, okay? But when you drug us up quickly to make us easier to manage, the long-term side effects might include a meth addiction and some rehab. The reason why the brain damage I feel is irreversible is because not only is that critical period, like not only is it just a real influential period, but because, like I said, the the... The continue, like, the more your brain experiences, the processes it experiences, it determines that that is how you're going to develop for the rest of your life. What Adderall does is it hijacks your normal communications, modifies your brain circuitry to where certain things never get activated or certain things get damaged and shortened in whatever normal sequence is supposed to occur. For example, there's these things in our brain called axons that are responsible, they're basically like the cable connection between one neuron to another. And in recent research has shown that axons or brains that are exposed to amphetamines in the same or similar dosage that would be in somebody who's being prescribed a medication, it shows in their test results that the axons in their brain are stunted, they're shortened never really having reached full, matured growth. And now we can only deduce from that it's because the Adderall is jumping the fuck in and 
basically artificially pushing through the axons to the last step. Like the axons don't really need to grow because they never had to. There was always a artificial presence there to just kind of, you know, boost it along to keep us up to speed. But what that does is it permanently stunts our axon growth, which diverts the brain's path to maturity. Which wouldn't be that big of a fucking deal if you're just always going to get your Adderall, which is not guaranteed, which might land you in a predicament that I'm in currently. If it wasn't for some of the stimulant supplements that I have had access to, God knows, I would probably not be here talking to you making an episode about it. I'd probably be sitting on the couch waiting for my face to fall in a puddle of draw to startle me out of whatever stupor I was in. It is almost impossible for me to get up and function on my own. But it's... You know, and I hate to say that because one thing that has helped my perspective in this hopeless little fucking diatribe is that just because my brain may not be able to function on the level that of my peers, maybe it's not going to function in a way that society is really, you know, used to or prefers. But that doesn't mean my brain doesn't function, bitch. I might have to find new ways of making it function, but best believe it's my it's it's how I plan on spending the next three quarters of my life because I spent the first three quarters feeling like I'm not smart enough. I'm annoying everybody. I'm interrupting everybody. Nobody likes me. Everybody thinks I'm lazy. I'm unmotivated. I'm this. I'm that. But you know what, bitches? It was y'all that were impatient. It was all that you were making the wrong decisions for my life. And look where that fucking got me. Listening to you, believing you, believing I was less than put me in a position where I kind of am at this point. Not for long. Trust and believe, fucking hoes. Um, I hope that I was able to convey all my evidence that support my theory to you. And if I didn't, it's not my problem anymore. A big goal for this episode in particular was for me to finally just concisely get this all out in one foul swoop so that I can finally begin this journey of I'm moving on from this. Should this happen to land in some scientist's ears who feels like giving me a fucking brain scan that not only confirms the injuries I know are there, but perhaps can then advise me on some, you know, uh, accelerated healing, that'd be fucking awesome. And if not, I hope this just lands in the ears of somebody who needed to hear it, because I think that person's out there as well. I know I'm not alone. And if that didn't, if you're not either of those people, I hope you just enjoyed it, because I tried to keep it lighthearted for you, which wasn't easy, considering that this is like my 117th attempt at doing this episode. Um, thanks to everybody that listened. Stay tuned. We're going to have a follow or not a follow up to this one because this is a late theory Thursday episode. So after I wrap this one, I'm going to go ahead and jump into my casual Friday one, which will be up shortly after this. Okay. Thanks again. Till next time. All right, everybody that about wraps it up for today. We got another one in the books. Thank you again so much for your listening support. I can't tell you how much it means to me. If you ever want to shout me out or come see what else I'm up to when I'm not in your speakers. Feel free. I'm on Instagram at Bad Cow Podcast, Facebook on Bad Cow Podcast Show. And if you ever want to reach me directly, you can do so at badcowpodcastshow at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. See you next time. Bye. Ah.